Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Your trainer, Melanie Cole, is here to motivate and help you perform. It's time now for Train Your Body. The holidays are right around the corner, literally. And do you start saving up your calories in the day? Maybe you don't eat a big breakfast because you know you're going to be drinking champagne, wine, maybe a margarita at night. And you know all of these things contain a lot of calories, alcohol. But is that really the best way to do it? My guest is Dr. Jen Sachek. She's Associate Professor of Nutrition at the Friedman School of Nutrition Science and Policy at Tufts University. Welcome to the show, Dr. Sachek. So drinking our calories Good, bad, indifferent, it adds a whole lot of calories we don't even realize, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that one of my number one rules, especially for people who are trying to watch their waistlines, is don't drink your calories. And there's lots of reasons for that. Um, Number one, I think, is they go down really quickly, right? And um, there's some really neat studies out there that show that when we drink our calories, our brain doesn't register them necessarily as calories consumed. So, you know, we're drinking the calories, which could be, you know, 100 to 500 calories, depending on whether you're, you know, taking in a a soda to a smoothie. And, uh, you know, then later we're still just as hungry and because we don't recognize that we had that many calories consumed, that chewing actually makes a big difference. So that's one of the big reasons not to drink your calories. Now, how, I mean, people, I think, underestimate, you know, how many calories in a glass of wine or in a beer? Right. Right. So, like, you think about red wine, about 125 calories, white wine, about the same, maybe 120. But, you know, and they say, oh, there's no fat, or, oh, there might be some antioxidants in there. But when those calorie counts at 120, 125, it's really only for five ounces of wine. Um, I think many of our wine glasses, especially this time of year, depending on what kind of wine glasses you like, um, could be much larger, or they just seem not to, you know, ever be empty because someone keeps on refilling them. Um, similarly, like a light beer might be 110, a beer 150, and that's for 12 ounces. And then hard liquor, you know, a little, you know, ounce and a half shot is 100 calories. So, you know, those you, know, you have a couple, and those add up pretty quickly, and you have a full meal all in calories that your body may not think you've consumed. And then if, if it's got alcohol in it, we know what that does to our inhibitions. And, you know, the food de- ends up going down just as quickly as well. So that, you know, the deep fried stuff or goopy stuff that you should try to avoid, you're not going to be eating fruits and vegetables probably <laughs> when you're taking in wine and beer. So people, again, they underestimate some of the drinks like a margarita and such. Do you have advice when how we can maybe drink those now? I, I go to a restaurant that makes really good margaritas, and they make them because they, you know, they're so good, and they don't have as many calories because they don't use any simple syrup. They don't use right. any added sugar. It's just lime juice, tequila, and Contro, and it's all fresh, you know, fresh lime juice. So is there any tips that you have for maybe making sure that what you're drinking isn't some of those, you know, mixes that are really higher in calories than some of the others? Yeah, I think in general, a good rule of thumb is try to avoid the, the, you know, the mixed drinks where it's sugary or sweet. The the yummy drinks, right? I think, you know, sure, some people think wine is yummy or beer is yummy, but I think the the fancier mixed drinks, you know, a margarita could be one of them. But if you know, if you have a sense of what's in them, that's one thing, and you're acknowledging, look, I know I'm going to consume, you know, a couple hundred calories, 200, you know, 250 calories, you know, maybe in this margarita, and I'm going to make sure the rest of the day I'm not having soda or orange juice or any of those things. I'm eating really healthy meals. Um, that's great, and you're accounting for that accordingly. I think when people just don't acknowledge that it's a lot of calories on top of, 
you know, what they're already consuming as foods, that it adds up really quickly around our waistlines. And again, with those inhibitions, you know, if the chips and salsa are at the margarita bar, you know, and you end up having two of those and you didn't eat much beforehand, those chips could really compensate for not having maybe a late afternoon snack that might keep you from eating as much, you know, during that time or drinking as much even. So sort of keep that all in check is really important. And I think, too, this time of year that it's not just the margaritas or the wine or the beer, um, but, you know, you have things like eggnog um, that is a dessert, you know, um, a beverage dessert. And it's, you know, it can be up to, you know, 400 calories, an alcoholic, you know, eggnog versus a non-alcoholic, which is probably around 350 calories. It's a lot. It's a lot of sugar, um, you know, that probably is not going to make our body feel great, um, nor, you know, our heads later if we have too many of those. Great point, and actually you were just right on my same train of thought, because aside from the alcohol that, you know, maybe some of us indulge a little too much at that time of the year, you know, turning your morning coffee into a piece of cake is really something that I see so much. God, everybody's doing it, and you see people, pretty heavy people, and they're carrying around these big frappuccinos in the morning, and you're like, some of those things have three, four, five hundred calories or more, and heck, you could yeah. eat a Big Mac for that. And they're, oh, yeah, we want the whipped cream on there. So even at this time of the year and all times of the year, what about that morning coffee shop run? Yeah, I think that people, you know, are acknowledging it and they're rationalizing in their brains that that is, oh, I'm drinking my morning coffee. But, you know, this time of the year or other times of the year, they have special, you know, uh, drinks. You know, right now a Starbucks eggnog latte is 400, you know, a grande which is 16 ounces, is 460 calories. You know, 21 grams of fat, 48 grams of sugar. I think we all have a heart attack just hearing that. And sure, it might be a treat one day, but to make it a normal routine or sort of get addicted to having those or gravitating to, oh, you know, I can get out of bed because I know I'm, you know, headed out for that special drink, you know, please try to make that a special occasion, just like you would, you know, a big cinnamon roll, (laughs) you know, it is basically the same thing. Um, And you're going to get, you know, in the morning when you're on an empty stomach, you know, you really need to replenish your liver glycogen, your muscle glycogen, all those things that keep your blood sugar level throughout the day. That's going to cause a huge sugar spike, you know, huge, you know, sugar fall, and you're going to be hungry really early in the day and consume more calories. So, you know, if you can go in and get your morning coffee and be pretty happy with weaning off some sugar, getting a black coffee, adding a little bit of your own milk, you're going to be a lot better off than getting one of these proofier or latte drinks, you know, an espresso drink, um, you know, a cappuccino is actually less calories than a latte. And I think calorie labeling now in some of these places has helped people become aware of, oh my gosh, this could be a quarter of my day's allotment of calories, depending on, you know, how old they are and their physique and how much they move. I'm going to throw a little curveball at you here. What about diet sodas and diet ah. things? Because <laughs> I know, because, you know, some people are going to say this holiday, well, I'll be fine. I'm going to have a rum and diet Coke. I'm going to have a Jack and diet Coke, or I'm just going right. to have diet Cokes all through the day. And then I won't feel like, but every, I mean, I swear all so many people I know who drink diet soda all the time are heavy. And yeah. Then there's all the chemicals in them. What do you say to people who say, well, I'll be fine with the calories I'm drinking diet soda? Right. Well, first of all, they have to remember that, you know, rum and Diet Coke is still at least 100 calories of rum. But, the, you know, I, I feel pretty strongly like trying to minimize diet soda should be across the board soda, whether it's diet or not. 
the, you know, the first thing is it's sweet. So even if it's artificial sweetener and there's quote-unquote no calories, that habituates us to the sweet taste of foods. So drinking a diet soda is like you're now used to drink, you know, drinking sweeter things and having gravitating towards sweeter things. So the rest of your diet might be like, I like sweet things. So if we can sort of wean off the sweetness, we're less likely then to also gravitate towards, you know, more Snickers and ice cream bars and all that kind of stuff. Um, Second, we don't know the long-term effects of a lot of these artificial sweeteners, and I think people just need to be aware of that and not think that all of a sudden it's healthy because it has no calories. I mean, again, you're eating some, you're consuming something that's synthesized, you know, and has things in it that we don't know about the long-term consequences. And I, you know, my big thing there really is the sweet taste of them across the board that we need as a nation probably to wean off the sweet stuff a little bit um, and think about, you know, sort of things that aren't so highly palatable that make us consume so much of it. It's great advice. I don't like my children to have diet soda either. It's okay if you let your children have a soda every once in a while, a root beer, a Sprite, a Coca-Cola, you know, something, a ginger ale. But to let them have diet soda really brings in chemicals and, as Jen said, you know, increases that taste for very sweet as diet sodas have. You're listening to Train Your Body, Motivate and Perform with the American College of Sports Medicine, the gold standard for fitness and health. Right here on Radio MD, if you missed any of the great information, you can listen anytime on demand or on the go at RadioMD.com. Thanks so much for listening. This is Melanie Cole, and stay well.